Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred words of the Bible. Each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. All right, welcome everybody. Today we are in 1 Corinthians chapter 4 as we continue this journey through uh, the book of uh, the epistle to the Corinthians written by the Apostle Paul. Uh, chapter 4 today in this, uh, this congregation that Paul founded but also labored over quite a bit because they, they had a lot of issues. And so um, we're going to see a little bit of the it's a little bit of the heat here in chapter four because he's he's kind of irritated. You know, you can still love somebody. You can still love a church, love a group of people and get irritated. Paul gets a little irritated. He gets, he, so he uses a little uh, little thing we like to call sarcasm <laughs> to help make his point. None of us ever do that, right? None of us. See, I'm doing it right now. None of us are ever sarcastic. I'm never sarcastic. course paul's going to use a little bit of it here in chapter four so all right you guys you know what we do we read we pray we change the world so let's pray i mean let's what am i talking about let's read chapter four you ready all right this then is how you ought to regard us remember he was talking about you know they're putting one guy over the other, elevating leaders. I follow this guy. No, I follow this guy. And Paul's like, what? That Christ is the one that matters, not which leader, which human leader you, you follow. So Paul, so Paul continues. This then is how you ought to regard us, leaders, um, the apostles, um, as servants of Christ, as those entrusted with the mysteries of the mysteries God has revealed. Treat us as servants. Look, regardless of servants, we're, we're serving God. One is not above the other. We're just servants. We're serving. It's, it's, it's God's field. It's God's vineyard. We're just laborers in the vineyard. We are um, servants. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Lois. Good morning, Robert. Good morning, Hugh. Good morning, Sherry. Um, verse 2. Now is required that those who have been given a trust must prove faithful. That's a great, that's a great reminder just in general, right? Though those who have been given a trust must prove faithful. If you, someone gives you their trust, that's no small thing. You know, children that give trust to their parents, parents who eventually trust their kids to do things, give them more responsibility, um, People who are in leadership, who who uh, people who are following them or trusting them to do the right thing and make the right decisions, uh, whether it's in business, whether it's in uh, military, whether it's in education, uh, in the household, wherever it is, someone who's given trust um, must prove faithful. So we, uh, tr- in other words, prove worthy of that trust. So Paul's saying, trust us, you know, we're, we're servants of Christ. And we recognize that as servants of Christ, it is, in, it is incumbent upon us to be, to prove faithful to that trust. 
as servants of Christ, ones who've been entrusted with the mysteries of God, entrusted with those who will disclose and, and expound upon the mysteries of God, teach spiritual things, in other words. we got to prove faithful with that. Verse 3, I care very little. He gonna get. I'm telling you, it's going to get salty here in a second. Just hold on. Good morning, Etta. Good morning, Brenda. Good morning, Joseph. Nona. Good morning, friends. Great to see you guys on here. Christine. Um, verse three. I care very little if I am judged by you or any human court. Indeed, I do not even judge myself. Paul's like, I'm not performing for people. At the end of the day, I'm not worried finally about the judgment of other people. That's what Paul is saying, right? And we, we need, we can adopt that as well, right? At the end of the day, you know, it's not ultimately, it's not the judgment of other people that matters. It's who's, it's God's judgment of us. And Paul goes a step further. It's not even me judging myself. Watch, I love this next verse because I think this is a really good one for our culture. My conscience is. My conscience is clear, but that does not make me innocent. Whoa. Paul's recognized, look, just because I don't feel, just because I can, I my conscience is clear doesn't necessarily mean that I'm doing everything right. Isn't that the truth? It is true that sometimes, you know, that we, we can, um, we have blind spots. We have blinders. We have things that we don't even see about ourselves um, yet. You know, over time we may start to see it, but... Just because my conscience is clear doesn't mean it's right. Doesn't mean I'm innocent. I still could be doing things that are not right. So I don't, I don't, I'm not ultimately under the judgment of human beings or even under my own conscience. I'm under the judgment of God. It's a big one. And it kind of the idea here is, uh, you know, the, the idea of like uh, in, a, in a sporting event, you know, you give the scores out, judgment. That's a 9.9. So 9.8. Uh, nailed it. That's a 10.0. I was like, I don't, I don't, we don't, the, the judges are not human beings and they're not even our own conscience. The ultimate judge is God. It is the Lord who judges me. Verse five. Therefore, judge nothing before the appointed time. Like, wait, wait till the performance is over. <laughs> right? Like, could you imagine someone, you know, at the Olympics giving out the gold medals before they even race? Like, wait, do you, don't judge. You don't even know yet. Sometimes we do that with people, right? I've been guilty of that. Judging people before you really know the whole story or you know their whole story, you know, you can make judgments about people and circumstances before you really, before the game is over, before it's even finished. You're making judgments. I've done it. Therefore, judge nothing before the appointed time. Wait until the Lord comes. Give it time. He's talking about ultimate judgment. Like, give, let, let the Lord work it out. Now, why is he saying all this? Because they're judging him. <laughs> why is Paul going to all this line of argument about judgment? Because the Corinthians have been judging the apostles. They 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 think they're they think they've outgrown them. They uh they're calling into question his apostleship and his validity as a as a um as an apostle. So um they're, they're just judging his credibility. So Paul's talking about not judging people. Uh, wait till the Lord comes. He will bring to light what is hidden in darkness, and he will expose the motives of the heart. 
That's what God cares about, right? The motive. He cares about the action too, but ultimately, even more important, he cares about the, mo- the, the motivation, the intention of the heart. And no one can see that but God, right? I mean, God ultimately weighs the motivations of the heart. Even, you know, even we sometimes even miss this, uh, don't accurately discern our own motivations sometimes, you know? Sometimes we don't accurately. That's why we need counselors. <laughs> that's why we need counselors to help us actually figure out why we do what we do. Because we think we know why we do what we do, but most of the time we don't know why we do what we do. So we need people who can listen to us and talk to us and hear our story and like, you know, this is why you do this. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um. And that's why we need the word of God. The word of God reveals the thoughts and intents of the heart. All right. Um, where are we? He will bring to light what is hidden in darkness and will expose the motives of the heart. At that time, each will receive their praise from God. He's going to get salty. Here we go. Now, brothers and sisters, I have <clears throat> applied these things to myself and Apollos for your benefit, so that we may, so that you may learn from us the meaning of the saying. Don't go beyond what is written. Then you will not be puffed up in being a follower of one of us over against the other. So Paul's like, we're all ser- Paul, Apollos and I are servants. I said all this so that you won't be puffed up because you follow one follow one of us over the other. We're just men. For who makes you different from anyone else? What do you have that you did not receive? Everything you've got, you, you're not all that. You're not in a place where you can judge somebody else. And if you did, re- and if you did receive it, why do you boast as though you did not? Why? They're boasting like they're boasting like they got all this spiritual wisdom, right? But where did you get it? If you, if in fact you have all this spiritual wisdom, it's Paul's line of argument. If you have all this spiritual wisdom, where did you get it? You got it from somebody else. You got it from the apostles. You got it from preachers of the gospel. That's where you got it. You didn't invent it yourself. So why are you so boastful and proud? Corinthians had a big pride, big pride problem. Verse eight. Now, this is where the sarcasm comes in. And if you read this and you don't, it, sometimes this can be confusing because we don't, if we don't read it without sarcasm, it's hard to make sense of it. But you have to, we have to switch gears a little bit and realize that Paul's being sarcastic. We, he makes more sense towards the end, but if you, um, but as you lead in, just knowing he's being sarcastic. So watch, so watch this. Already you have all you want. They don't really, but they think they do, right? Already, already you have all you want. Already you have become rich. Already you've attained this spiritual height. You've, uh, you've, you've, uh, you've, uh, you've, you know, you've, you've, t- you reached the, the, the top of the summit. Already you're as rich as, you know, you're, you're, you've got everything you need. You've become rich. You've, you've already become to reign. You've already, you have already begun to reign, reign, like spiritually reign. You're, you're over everyone now. You're all that and a box of chocolates with a cherry on top. <laughs> and all that, you did all that without us. You became rich. You already have everything you want. You're spiritually reigning. You're you've reached a spiritual height that no one can reach, and you did all of it on your own. <laughs> yeah. How I wish that you had really begun to reign, so that I might reign with you. I wish it was true that you were all that. Then maybe you would let me be a part of all your fun. 
Let me be a part of all your, be a part of your little party. For it seems to me that God has put us apostles on display at the end of the processions. Okay, so he's going to contrast. See, you know, here's the thing. Paul, Paul's like, look, you guys brag about how all you, how smart you are and how spiritually intelligent you are and how you're all that and how you got all the riches and how you're already reigning and you're, you're this and that. And, you know, and Paul's like, that's interesting because we as apostles who, um, you know, are servants of, of the Lord, uh, we're at the end of the procession. Like you think about a, a victory procession where usually at the end of the procession, the, uh, the all the captives uh, were brought out. He's like, we're the captives. We're like the end of the processions procession. We're like Santa Claus. <laughs> you know, at the end of the parade. Although that's the opposite. Usually in the Macy's parade, that's the that's the that's the uh, the culmination. But in the ancient Roman um Military parades. What was at the end was the was the were the captives, the enemy. Um, so Paul says we, we are by contrast to your lofty state, we are at the end of the procession, like like those commit, condemned to die in the arena. We have been made a spectacle to the whole universe, to angels as well as to human beings. So this is contrasting their arrogance with the reality of what it means to serve and to serve with with everything you have. We are fools for Christ, but you are so wise in Christ. We are weak, but you are so strong. <laughs> you are honored. We are dishonored. To this very hour, we go hungry and thirsty. We are in rags. We are brutally beaten. We are homeless. These are the kind of things that the apostles are enduring. But because, but you, who, who uh, apparently, Corinthians, you who are so close to Jesus and have, you know, have attained such a huge, a, a, uh, an incredible spiritual height, you're, you, you know, you're not facing any of these things. We work hard with our own hands. When we are cursed, we bless. Now, in the in the in the Corinth, um, because they um, they had such an affection for spiritual wisdom and for philosophy and for uh, intellectual games, uh, they 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 looked with disdain and a little. Um, like like lower, uh, they looked down on people who worked with their hands, and so the fact that the apostles would uh, have uh, a secondary job, a job that they would do with their hands, like Paul being a tent maker, uh, the Corinthians would look down on that. Oh, ew, ugh. you get your nails all dirty, <laughs> get calluses on your hands. It's so noisy. <clears throat> you might you might even sweat. So, yeah, so that the um, that's kind of what the um, the Corinthians looked down on on on, on labor, manual labor. Well, it looks like the uh, Instagram feed just went down. So sorry, guys. Facebook's good. Um, good old Spectrum Wi-Fi. Um. We work hard with our hands. When we are cursed, we bless. When we are persecuted, we endure it. Um, when we are slandered, we answer kindly. When we have become the scum of the earth, the garbage of the world, or we have become the scum of the earth, the garbage of the world, right up to this moment. That's what Paul is saying. He's saying, man, look, this is, what we're, this is the reality of what we're facing as those who sacrifice and uh, everything for God. 
Verse 14. He shifts gears now. He kind of shifts out of the sarcasm. He's like, oh, you know, now, now you know, I just want to say, you know, I'm writing this not to shame you, <laughs> but to warn you as my dear children. Even if you had 10,000 guardians in Christ, you do not have many fathers. So guardians, instructors. So in your in your life, you may have a lot of instructors. We all do, right? We all have instructors who've taught us different things um, in various areas of our life. Uh, maybe in our professional life, maybe uh, maybe in our academic endeavors, maybe in our in financial matters, maybe just in common sense, maybe in parenting, maybe in marriage, whatever. We all have had a, a lot of uh, instructors. And if you just take that into the spiritual world, all, a lot of us have, we've had a lot of spiritual instructors, pastors, leaders, teachers, authors, um, who've taught us things. But Paul says, you can have 10,000 guardians in Christ, but you only have, you, you do not have many fathers. For in Christ Jesus, I've become your father through the gospel. So Paul started the church in Corinth. He's like, I founded the church. Like in, in a lot of ways, you, you know, your spiritual life in Jesus is, I'm a lot to um, to credit for that because I brought I'm your, the spiritual father of the church. Therefore, I urge you to imitate me, not to be all lofty and proud and arrogant, but to to suffer for Christ's sake. For this reason, I have sent you Timothy, my son, whom I love, who is faithful in the Lord. He will remind you of my way of life in Christ Jesus, which agrees with what I teach everywhere in every church, my life and my teaching are consistent. My life and my teaching are consistent. That's a that's a that's a good thing for all of us, right? We need to have our lives and our teaching be consistent. I had to end the Instagram feed, so um, why just bad Wi-Fi, man? Verse 18, some of you have become arrogant as if I were not coming to Paul's life. Now Paul's going to say, I'm coming. I'm coming. (laughs) Some of you have become arrogant as if I'm not coming to you. Like I'm not going to come to the church. Like I'm not going to come check in on you. You become arrogant. But I will come to you very soon. Apparently there were some who were like, Paul ain't going to come. Paul's scared to come here. Paul's like, no, 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 no. Some of you become arrogant thinking I won't come to you. But I will come to you very soon if the Lord is willing. And then I will find out not only these arrogant people that are talking, but what power they have. We're going to find out what they are really all about. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but of power. What do you prefer? He said, you're going to put the ball in their court. Look, look, what do you want? Shall I come to you with the rod of discipline or shall I come in love and with a gentle spirit? (laughs) Like a parent, right? Look, your choice. We can do this the hard way or the easy way. Which way you want to do it? You're going to clean your room. You want to do it the easy way or the hard way? Which way? That's what Paul's saying. Paul's saying, I'm going to come to you. Which, what kind of spirit do you want me to come to you with? One with, with the rod of discipline because you still, haven't, you still haven't straightened up? Or with one of love and gentleness because you've heeded my instruction and you've started to um, get rid of the arrogance and pride? Wow. I think that's a good correct or good you know, um, even though it's a very specific situation at the church, I think it's a good reminder for us, man. Like, you know, we all need times when we get our arrogance checked, right? Check your pride. Um, and I'm, I'm thankful for people in my life who do that, who will say that, who will say things that, that check my pride. Um, it's not fun to hear. It's not fun to hear. But 
it's uh it's good self-reflection. It's like, whoa, yeah, maybe I am. Maybe I'm getting a little too, maybe I'm getting a little too boastful, maybe I'm getting a little too arrogant, maybe I'm thinking a little too highly of myself, maybe I'm thinking a little bit like I'm all that and I'm not. Um, and so even though those conversations are hard and they sting, um, they make us better. They make us better. So, um, so today we can give thanks to those, for those people in our lives who tell us the truth when we're getting a little too big for our britches. <laughs> my wife, my wife does that for me quite a bit. She's like, mm, you're getting a little too big for your britches. Just sound a little arrogant. A little sound, you sound a little prideful. Okay. But I have other people in my life that do that too. And I pray you do too. And I pray that we say thank you for the feedback. That we say thank you for the reminder. That we don't say, no, I wasn't. I wasn't pride. That we would actually say, yeah, you know what? I need to think about that. Thank you. That's the spirit of Christ. That's the spirit of Jesus. All right, you guys, you know what we do. We pray now. Let's do it. Thanks for being on. Love you guys. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for your word. Thank you for this reminder as we listen into this conversation with the, the Apostle Paul and the Corinthian church and um, and his challenge to them to, 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 to get rid of the pride, to get rid of the arrogance. Um, and Lord, we know it's in your word because we still deal with this um, as individuals, as churches, as leaders, as followers of Jesus. Um, as as your people, we we fought, we we wrestle, and we can be intoxicated by arrogance and pride. So much that we start to think we're better than the very people that helped us get where we are. Mm. That's convicting. So, Lord, forgive us. Forgive us for the times that we have thought more highly of ourselves than we ought to. Um, that we have uh, looked down on those who've actually helped us get. The things that we've we have, um, Lord, thank you for all the good gifts and all the good people that you put in our path. Our teachers, our instructors, our parents, our loved ones, our friends, who've um, who helped to make us, who've challenged us, who've taught us, who've invested in us. Uh, Lord, help us to never give off the air of arrogance to those people who have served us so well. So, um, so Lord, keep us humble. Keep us sensitive to the Spirit. Help us to be like uh, you, <laughs> who had the, you know, that Philippians chapter two, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but but humbled yourself and became a servant. So, Lord, help us that help that to be true of us. Lord, I thank you for my friends today. I pray your blessing and encouragement on each and every one of them. May your love and peace surround them today. Uh, may you uh, over uh, overwhelm them with your love for them. Lord, thank you for our time together today. We pray your blessing and peace. Help us to be uh, your hands and feet. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you today. Thank you for being a part of this. Thank you for praying. Thank you for spending some time reading the word together. God is good, man. And he loves you. So do I. So thanks for being on today. Hope you have a great day. Next time, 1 Corinthians chapter 5. He gets down to the nitty gritty, some of the crazy things that were going on in the Corinthian church. So don't miss it. All right, you guys. Love you guys. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. 
Thank you for joining us today on Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, please help us by spreading the word about the podcast. You can do that by giving us a thumbs up, subscribing, and sharing it with your friends. You can also find me, Pastor Terry, as well as Bayside Church in Safety Harbor, Florida, on all social media platforms. The church you will find at Bayside Church SH. Again, thank you for being with us today and for sharing this podcast with your friends. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.